Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Mental Toughness Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. And today is Wednesday. So we're going to do our call today. Matter of fact, we're also going to load this call on a podcast platform. Now, remember, this is a conference call. Uh, you can tell by the quality of it. But we're putting it on the podcast platform, 16 different ones, so that, you know, we get more reach. And also we get more people who can go back and listen to the repetition of the call, you know, or, you know, just listening to it over and over and over because repetition is how you learn. So now on this call, we talk about mindset. We talk about leadership. talk about mental toughness. We talk about winning. talk about losing. Uh, man, we talk about all kind of things, your thoughts, your paradigms. Uh, everything that goes hand-in-hand hand with what you do on a daily basis, whether it's your job, your business, or your relationships, because your paradigm is so important. That's your thoughts. That's the things that you've heard all your life. That's how you operate from the things that you heard as a kid in your neighborhood, from your parents, from your pastor, from your uh, coworkers as you start growing older, and from everybody that you heard. That combination of those thoughts is how you operate. And most of us are on automatic, meaning that we're just – doing things from those thoughts that we heard at an early age. And so what we do here is try to get those thoughts to pop back up by reading books and, you know, talking mindset, talking mental toughness. And so because we got to get rid of some of those thoughts because we grew up in a, most of us grew up in a middle class or a poor neighborhood. If you did, those thoughts were anything that you heard at that time uh, and you're trying to advance, you know, financially, those thoughts are going to hold you back. You say, well, why is that? Because, you know, you were middle-class thoughts and they were, you know, from the poor community. <laughs> and if you're trying to advance to get further than that, you got to change those thoughts because you change your thoughts, you change your life. But a lot of those thoughts you think are not there. You think, well, I moved on, got me a college degree, went to the Army, did this, that, got all this going on for me, got a new car, new clothes, new house. And you think, well, I'm done with that. No, you're not. Those things are there. They are cemented in. And so we're trying to break them up because, you know, experts say that between the wound and age nine, everything you heard, man, you sucked it in. Just like water, just like water going into a dry flower pot, you know, that hadn't been watered for a while, how the soil just takes it in. And so, and it never goes anywhere. Nobody talks about it. You didn't hear it in school. Nobody says, you know, those thoughts that you heard that programmed you. So we got to get those out, you know, uh, learn, unlearn, and relearn again. Deprogram and program, and that's what we're doing on these calls, and that's why we put it out here on these podcast platforms like Apple and iTunes and Breaking. You know, people are stumbling across it now, and it's going to be a lot more that's going to run across it. And the people on this call are going back listen to the replay, you know, of it on there. And speaking of replay, you still can listen to the replay here, 712-432-1085. 712-432-1085, same PIN code, 783357 pound. And, uh, man, go back right after the call. You can listen to it all the way up to Thursday, I mean, up to Friday morning because it'll be up. You can hear it all day today, all night, and tomorrow all day today. I'm all, all day and all night. Then Friday morning when we do this call, that one goes away and probably goes on the podcast by that time. And you can go listen to it then. Now, I know some people say, well, that intro you do all the time, Tony, we know that. No, you don't. 
<laughs> you got to hear it a million times. You got to hear it. I promise you, you can't even regurgitate it, even though you heard it. And I promise you, your mind still hadn't taken that in as truth. You still hadn't taken it in. It's some things you got to hear and hear and hear and hear. It's some stuff I heard last night on an audio I was listening to that I think it finally sank in last night, and I've probably been hearing it for years as truth. You know, I heard it, but I didn't hear it as truth. And I think I heard it as truth last night for the first time after years and years and years. So it'll click with you one day if you keep listening and you stay on. A lot of people drop off and quit before they they get it. They really do. That's the truth. That's just what happens, you know. Um, it's just what happens because our mind tells us that we know stuff because we heard it a few times. But if you would, if you knew it, and you really knew it, you would be operating under that information. And think about your daily routines, and think about the things that you do on a daily basis. Think about the books that you're really not reading, and things. Because if you really knew that opening statement that I do all the time to explain this call, you would be operating on a different level. You really would. You really would. I'm telling you, but. You don't know it, and you don't believe it. Yeah, dude, how you going to tell me what I'm doing? Okay. See, that's the that's the thing about dealing with grown folks. When people grown, and they've been doing stuff for years, and they think they, and they, think they know everything and know that it's hard to get folks to change, man. It's like trying to teach, uh, teach an old dog new tricks. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard, you know. But I feel you all will grasp it. A few of y'all will get it. And that's the ones I'm talking to. And I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. All right, so this morning, got something different this morning. I'm actually, I was last night, I was going through the uh, the conference calls, man, on on, uh, on the free conference call. Um, I mean, uh, on the recorded ones. And, man, it's, <laughs> it's so many back there. It's, it's insane. I would think by now they would have deleted them. That's interesting that because they've changed to another new to another conference call line, so I would think by now some of them would be gone. But man, I could go all the way back to like look like it was like two thousand nine, something like that. So, but I ran across one in two thousand fourteen. I'm gonna play, and it's like almost eight years ago, and uh, didn't listen to the whole thing. I just kind of heard the the beginning, and I started laughing because I was like, that's interesting. This is funny here. Funny, funny like funny good, not funny like funny, funny, you know what I'm saying? But, like, this should be interesting. Uh, and, and and understand this. You might hear, you know, the name of the, another company at that time, but, you know, we've tried our best over the last 10, 12 years to not mention company names on here because it's a, it's a mindset, you know, mental toughness call. It's not about the company in per se, because anybody can use this stuff. You know, you can do use it you doing real estate, you can use it doing whatever. Whatever you're doing every day, you could use this information. So I don't know. So if you hear another, you know, that's you know, that's just because that's when it happened, two thousand fourteen. But I'm gonna go play this replay. I need a, I need one of those voices that says that replay <laughs> uh, one of those classics. That's, I think I got one that says classic. 
So, all right, somebody gonna come on late, and they're gonna be they're gonna be confused and they listen to it, but that's what you get. All right, but here's a replay that's being recorded on here. So, replay of the replay. Here we go. Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our uh, 7 a.m. locker room call. Do this call every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central, 4 a.m. Pacific, and we talk about leadership. We talk about mindset. We talk about belief. We talk about life. We talk about a lot of things on this call. We believe it goes hand-in-hand with everything that we do on a daily basis, from our job to our relationships to our um, uh, business to everything. <laughs> I was running up the stairs, so <laughs> had to catch it. So I'm breathing a little hard, but that's what we do on this call, and it is Monday morning. So this morning we have a uh, a speaker on the line here. Are you there, ma'am? I am. I am. Right, so she's going to do the call this morning. So let me give her a little intro here. And I want to. There she goes. Funny though, I would love to see her shaking her head.
um, what's, what's funny is when I was reading it, I was like, oh, wow, these principles uh, go back to or, co- or correlate back to the training that I, that I did a couple of weeks ago about why would anybody want to work with me. So let me, let me, let me just kind of jump into it. Um, principle, no, principle number one talks about people love to buy but hate to be sold. Um, people love to buy but hate to be sold. So how can we circumvent that? You know, how can we circumvent people love to, be, people love to buy but hate to be sold? By identifying your ideal prospect. Remember that? Understand who your ideal prospect is. Understand or identify what your ideal prospect guy struggles with the most. Um, remember number three, there were five areas that I went over with you guys about um, how to identify your ideal prospect. One was who is it. That was number one. Number two was um, identify what they struggle with the most. Number three was what is most important to your ideal prospect. Number four was what are the results that they may get by working with you. And number five was what's the process that you're going to use to work with them. These, those five things, guys, go right back to the principles um, of this book. Here's why. Um, um, when you think about, you know, people don't want to be sold, um, but they love to buy, what is it that your ideal prospect wants? What is it that they want but they don't want to buy? If you don't know Start using social media as your private investigator. Start snooping around. Start shopping around to see what people, basically what people like and what they don't like. You see, guys, I'm very intentional with social media, and, and I use it specifically for that purpose. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, is not play-play for me. I'm not on there playing games. I'm not on there playing Candy Crush. I'm not on there planting uh, crops or, or, or farming. You know, I'm looking at who excites me on, on social media, who's funny, um, who seems to have dreams, you know, who's diverse in their thinking, um, how do they post, what do they post, what kind of music do they like. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm looking for... Um, commonalities, you know, I start, this is where relationship building guys starts for me. You know, I don't shoot them automatically with my company. You know, I'm liking and commenting, liking and commenting. You know, I'm, I'm liking their, their, their kids' pictures and their quotes, and I'm adding value to um, what they post. I'm edifying them. You know, I'm doing all those things because, see, the goal, guys, is to lead them back to my page so they can see what I have going on. So once you identify your ideal prospect, here's where we start to circumvent principle number one from the book, Success with People. Now, number two is this. Then you identify what your ideal prospect struggles with the most. In other words, what are their pain points? You know what I'm saying? What are their challenges, Tony? What, what is it that you can help them with? What is it, what is it that you can fix? What are, what are they frustrated about you know what keeps them up at night so here's here, here's where you start to make a list of tangible things that are physical and like intangible things you know start looking for things like not making enough money 
can't go on vacations, need to lose weight. Those are physical, like physical things, tangible things. The, 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 the other side of your, of, of your paper should be like intangible things, internal things. Um, um, I don't know how to meet my goals. You know, I don't have any beliefs. Um, I'm stressed. I'm irritated. You know, I'm stuck. I'm spinning. I, and, I, and I don't know what else to do. Those are internal things. Those are internal, intangible things that you can help them with. Now, number three is to identify what is most important to your ideal prospect. This is the why question. You know, why are they doing what they're doing? What's, what's most important to them? Um, what's really the biggest driver for them? My ideal prospect is usually a person, it's money, that really leads to security for their family. So their family, for me, is at the core. Also, um, what's most important to my ideal prospect is to live a, 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 a purpose-driven life where, you know, where they're making a difference, um, um, where they want to make a difference. They want to be influential. Now, number four is what are the outcomes that may happen when somebody works with me, what will they get out of working with me? And here's where principle number two from our book, we gotta, and here's where we've got to be rock stars. We first must sell ourselves. That's principle number two from our book. When they join your organization, first of all, what do they get? I always say people are not buying processes. They're not buying the locker room call. They're not buying your mastermind groups. They're not buying your webinars or your workshop. What they're buying is a result. They're buying the solution. They're buying what, you know, what they believe you can help them with. Remember number two, what does your prospect struggle with? Remember, this is how we circumvent number one. They love to buy, but they hate to be sold. So what are they struggling with? Here's where we really have to jam and get clear and where the rubber meets the road on, what do you bring to the table? And people always know. When I'm asked that question, I tell them, I bring the table to the table. And, and, and I say it just like that because I'm very confident in my company. I'm very confident about the mission of living clean. So, yeah, I'm real bold when I say that because here's where principle number three from the book, people um, are persuaded not by what we say but by what they understand. And here are, here are a few external and internal outcomes they'll get by working with us or working with me. Here's what they'll get from, from the external outcome. Um, promotions on your on, on on their job, increased profits, improve improved self image, looking better. Here's some internal things they'll get by working with me: great personal development, becoming a better person, clean living, being becoming a better reader, feeling better, happier, empowered, sleeping better at night, a state of peace. You'll feel confident. See, I'm bold in that because I know if you partner with me and you allow me to, to have you partner with some other people who are better than me, you'll get those outcomes. See, I'm confident in that because I know that's the result that most people want, and that's what I can, that's the solution I can provide. Number five, 
What processes do you use to help them get those results? See, here's where my game plan and strategy meetings come into play. Here's where I find out their why, their goals, you know, what's their expectation of me? What's their expectation of my from from the team, from our system, you know, from the upline? You know, how do we do what we do? You know, here's where the tools now come into place. Now, <clears throat> all of this is done through through excuse me, through coaching, through training calls, through mastermind groups, you know, through conversations, through one-on-ones. See, these are the five things, guys, I use to connect. These are the five things that I use to go back to the principles of um, the book that, that we're reading now. So, again, people are buying results. They're not buying our mastermind groups or training calls. So we have to be able to articulate clearly how we can help them in that area. Number two, what they struggle with or complain about, you know. And as the conversations get deeper, then we talk about our processes or the form or, or the format. If you don't know the answers, guys, to these to these questions, here's where you now become a student. Become a student of your ideal prospect. Study them, observe them, you know, um, learn, learn from them. Listen, from, listen, listen for where they're stuck. Listen for what they really want. I'm always studying in my ideal prospect. You should never, ever stop, stop studying your ideal prospect. And here's why. People don't buy or join because they understand you. People buy or join because they feel you understand them. Guys, let me say that one more time. People don't buy or join because they understand you. Nope. People buy or join you because they feel you understand them. And that's where principle number four from our book comes in. How does it benefit me? Not you, but benefit me. The greatest, greatest compliment I get is, oh, my gosh, Lisa, how did you know? That's exactly how I'm feeling. You know, are you in my head? That's exactly what I need. How did you know that? Because I've done my homework. I know what they said on Facebook that they struggle with. I know what their driving factors are. I know what's keeping, keeping them up at night. I know what results they're after. I know that they want to take their kids to Disney World. I've done my homework, you know, and then here's where I get real savvy. I use the stories and the quotes intentionally to speak to them to help them through their to help them through their struggle. See, our message will connect better when we know these five areas, when we know these five pieces of information. We want our prospect to feel like we've read their mind. That's what we want them saying. And right now, if you don't know what your prospect is saying or you don't know what your prospect, become a student. Become a student of your ideal prospect. And, and here's, how, here's how, you know, I want you to write this out. My ideal prospect is dot, dot, dot. They struggle with dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot is most important to them. The results they get by working with me are dot, dot, dot. 
and the process we use is dot dot dot. That's how that's how you start to really identify guys your ideal prospect. That's how you answer the question, why would anybody want to work with me if I don't have the the, the credibility or the influence yet? That's how you answer that that's how you answer those questions. Let me let me refer back to the book. The book says, "Please remember this. If you come to me with a product to present, I couldn't care less about that picture of your new factory." I couldn't care less, and I'm, I'm kind of ad-libbing here. I couldn't care less about your before and after pictures. It's of little concern to me that you operate in 50 states. I don't care about your founder or your car program. As interesting as, you, as it may be to you, it leaves me cold. All I want to know is, can you help me solve my problem? Guys, you've got to get that. All they want to know is, can you help solve their problem? And there's one thing for certain. You can't solve my problem or bring me benefits until first you discover, with my help, what my problem is. You can't help me until you discover what my problem is. You may be selling the finest skis on the market, If you offer me these at 40% off, I assure you I'm still not interested. If you offer offer them to me at 60% off, I'm still not interested. You might even offer, you you may offer them to me at, at 80% off, or you might want to give me a $10 off coupon. I'm still, I'm still not moved. Why? Because you haven't time to ask me questions. You haven't found that while I may have some hobbies, I may want to get healthy, I may want to lose weight, but skiing is not one of them. Maybe you heard the little old lady who went into a, ga- went into a gas appliance store to buy a heater. The eager salesman, more enthusiastic than, ex- than experienced, more enthusiastic than experienced, more enthusiastic than experienced, launched forth into an, into an ecstatic dissertation over the merits of a certain heater on display. He explained in great detail the BTU factor, the air displacement in terms which he claimed made it an engineering miracle. Finally, after he became so exhausted, he momentarily stopped for breath. The little lady with a blank expression on her face said gently, All I want to know is, will it keep a little old lady warm? Guys, we got to understand it's about asking questions. It's about not you, it's about them. Now, here's the other part that I think is so incredibly important here. Don't forget... My problems may change. Yeah, I used your product and got healthy. Yeah, I used your product and and, and I lost weight. Guess what typically happens when that? Guess what happens when that happens? And I'll let you guys fill in the blank. Here's what the book says: Even if you are engaged in a business which is serving me at present and solving my problems, 
don't forget that my problems may change or even increase. If this should happen, I shall expect you to offer new solutions and keep pace with changing conditions. Keep in touch with my problems. You, perhaps, through your knowledge and expertise, through your knowledge and experience, will find it easier to recognize these changes than I do. That's why you've got to study them. And the book says keep studying them. I said keep studying them. Please don't feel. Get this, guys, so don't, so don't get uh, in your feelings. Don't feel some type of way when somebody leaves your company and does something else. Let me, let, me, let me tell you why. Please don't feel that I should be loyal to you and continue to use your service any longer than you merit my loyalty. You will merit this loyalty in the future only as you offer me new benefits to solve my changing or increasing needs. If that doesn't light a fire under you, I don't know, I don't know what, what will. That's why I'm so incredibly excited about what we have going on here. You know, I'm, 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 I'm really fascinated, guys, by anybody who knows me. I'm fascinated by Apple, and I'm fascinated by Starbucks because they just did a gangster move and just monopolized the market. You know, when, when, Microsoft, when, when Microsoft, when Microsoft, 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 if I can learn how to talk, I'd be, man, I'd be bad. When Microsoft stock was at a record high in 1999, um, it, it was a joke to even think that Apple could even do anything with them. Microsoft's operating system was so dominant in personal computers that, the center of, uh, that, that it, centered the, the, it centered the technology in terms of the government deemed the company was a monopoly. This is Microsoft, guys. Microsoft. Here it is two decades later. Two decades later, what happened? Apple won. How did this happen? Apple said, you know what? Let me, let me, find, this, let me find this article real quick and, and read it to you. Uh, where is it? Less than two decades later, Apple won. How did this happen? Apple contains some important lessons, including for Apple itself. If it wants to avoid if it wants to avoid Microsoft's fate, Apple, after all, is now as dependent on the success of one product line, the iPhone, accounted for 69% of its revenue as as Microsoft once was with Windows. The most successful companies need a vision, and both Apple and Microsoft have one. But Apple's was more radical, and it turns out more far-sighted. Microsoft foresaw a computer on every person's desk, a radical idea when, I, when IBM mainframes took up the in, entire rooms. But Apple went a step further. Its vision was a computer in everybody's pocket. That computer also just happened to be a phone, the most ambiguous consumer device in the world. Apple ended, ended up disrupting two huge Divisions, disrupting, remember that word. Now, you know, I look at Starbucks, the same thing. I always say Starbucks is so gangster because Starbucks took us from buying a cup of coffee that was, what, 99 cents to a dollar and a quarter 
to a $5 experience. To me, that's gangster. How do you do that? The concept of a person not knowing that they need something is so fascinating. Fascinating. Clearly, there were millions of coffee shops all over the world before Starbucks launched its particular brand of a coffee shop. How did they create a desire for people to want to go to a coffee shop and spend $5? Because they also was gangster and being disruptive. They, they created an experience. They created a place for a, per, for a person to uh, come to talk about the news, talk about social media. It's a community-type environment. A community-type a community environment. Guys, you would think that the, 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 the trains invented the airplanes. That's not true. You would think that the taxi cab company or service would, ha- would have invented Uber. Not true. You would think that, you know, Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or all those guys would have invented Netflix. Not true. Not true. You know, it, 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 and, it, and it takes me back. What time is it? Okay, I'm right at, top of the, at 730. And it takes me back to the whole thing with Domino's and Pizza Hut. Domino said, you know what? We're going to make a subpar pizza, um, and, and we're going to be the first to offer a delivery service. When they did that, they almost knocked Pizza Hut off the planet, off the planet. So, guys, you know, if you're in a situation where your company is disruptive and your company has vision and you can um, identify your prospect and you can uh, identify those, those pain points or the struggle on what they need, you are in the right place. You are in the right place at the right time. Mr. Fleming, it's 7.30 on top of the hour. That's all she wrote. The pencil broke. And I am going to open up the lines and uh, turn the call back over to you, sir. <laughs> all right. Thank you, ma'am. What uh, is so funny? Just, what, is, what is so funny? He's <laughs> just funny. You're going to open the lines. I thought I was going to open the lines. You're going to turn the call back. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to come back so you can open the lines. Oh, okay. I thought you was about to hit the button. No, you know, I don't fool with those buttons. Oh, okay. I, 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 I start playing around with them buttons, and the whole call going to be uh, gone and not recorded. And mm-mm. So the, can, you, can you give the crew that was listening a two-minute takeaway from what you just said? Because, you know, that was, that was some deep stuff you just went over. So what, <clears throat> what did you just say in two minutes? Wow. You know, I, I, was, so, I was so excited about it all. You know, first we gotta we we have to understand. Um, what did I just say in two minutes? <laughs> I said a lot of stuff in two minutes. You know, well they gonna know, go back and listen to the replay. You, I'll let you know, go back why, and listen to the why would anybody want to work? Why would if you're sitting there thinking why would anybody want why why would anybody want to work with me because I'm not a Tony Fleming? I don't have ten years experience in this industry. I don't have influence. Start understanding who your ideal prospect is. Start understanding that, you know, people people are buying into you. Start understanding. I, I said so much in, 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 that, in those 30 minutes. Well, no, no, let me ask you. Let me ask you. What's your two-minute takeaway, sir? Well, I was trying to – it was so much. That's what I was trying to – you know, it was just – What's like, your two-minute what's, what's takeaway? 
Well, like I said, it was so much I couldn't really say. I had to go back and listen to the replay. I wanted you to give it to me. But what I can say is this, that for a lot of people listening who were trying to figure out, you know, what you bring to the table, you need to understand that you bring the group and the people to the table, meaning that I know a lot of you are saying that, well, I can't say that stuff she's saying. So what you got to say is I have a team of people that I'm working with that uh, that help support, have all the answers, and uh, so I bring that to the group. You know, you can say, well, you know, you, you know, just to emphasize, you can say this is the first time I've ever been a part of a crew that that uh, really help and support and bring bring all the information I need uh, anytime I need it. So by you getting involved with me, I uh, give that to you. It's almost like the uh, what's that commercial? Was it Verizon when you know show the guy and then they look behind him and everybody's in line back there, the whole crew mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, old school commercial mm-hmm, that's what people mm-hmm. have to realize that's what you bring to the table you don't just bring yourself because that's what people are going to be looking at and look well you know what have you done and this and that well you know it's not just about what i've done i got a whole crew of people that i need you to meet that will help mm-hmm. and support you exactly and so that's what i was saying exactly. that's what i was getting i'm sure people were thinking i don't have you know the background and skills that lisa has but you do have that because you have her you have yeah, everybody. I mean, and, 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 and that's everybody. what I, when people, when I do game plan meetings for people on the team, the last thing I say is, you're getting me. You know, well, the most important thing, you're getting me. You may not right. know me because you are, you know, you're Mary's friend, but trust Mary that Mary's going to, that Mary is going to introduce you to people that's going to help you get Right. Point A to point Z, and the first point, the first person is you. You're getting me, you're getting me, and then I'm going to introduce you to a host of people who are so much better than me. Right. All right. Appreciate it. That's some good stuff. But go back and listen to the replay. Seven one two four three two ten eighty five. Seven one two four three two ten eighty ten eighty five. She said a lot more than that, but that was just one of the points that I got from that. And put the same pin code in seven eight three three five seven pound, and uh, so we're going to wrap up the call this morning. And um, let's see here, how can I end this call? Do I have anything I need to say? Any kind of, um, or should I just do what more can I say? Is that it? Are you talking okay, to me? I, I got some. I got some. Here we go.
part-time. So she had a different tone. She probably was making nine, ten grand a month and had a job. So <laughs> you could tell <laughs> when that money coming in, you know, that, <laughs> that voice changed. They'd be excited, just want to talk and all kind of stuff. So, <laughs> ah, all right, let me find the mystery voice here. Let's go. Let's see here. <laughs> Voice. Y'all tell me who this is. Now, I've already, when I heard it, I said, I told you Valerie sent me these because y'all don't send me any. I got to do is find a YouTube video and send it to me and say, edit this out for the mystery voice. But y'all ain't done anything like that, so, um, you know, um, let me see here. So Lisa said, I'm, I'm not making money. No, you make your money. We just, we already explained that the other day. I think you explained that the other day when, what Mr. Lord said. But that's not six figures part-time yet. But we're only 18 months into the company, I think, at that time. Let's see, that was 2014. We were three years into that company. Yeah, we were three years in, so we're only 18 months now. So, um, <laughs> I guess your voice has changed. <laughs> I implied that. That's what you said there, did I? I implied that. That's you. All right, so let's name let's name this voice here. Y'all tell me who this is. I knew I had to. I treated it like a business. Everything I do, I create a program. You know right. what I mean? So. I treated it like a real business, right. and now it's a real business. Can't get in the business and be like, let's just be entertainers. This is the entertainment business. Uh -huh. And at the end of the day, if I'm funny, but I die, my kids can't eat. That ain't really funny. But, so, is, that, but is that so, because you're clean? Because dirty no, no, it ain't because I'm clean. Rich, but Murphy rich. On a, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're gonna, you gonna have exceptions. I made it out the dope game, but everybody else ain't make it out. Right. So you can't go with exceptions. You got to go with. Now, I ain't telling nobody to be clean, but right. to get an ad run through your videos right. online, it got to be clean. All right. Somebody said that that comedian, that's what Lisa said. I said, ah, Kim got it. <laughs> Kim got it. Lisa calls it that comedian. Kim has the name. And I told you, Valerie, they going to get that right quick. I knew that. I want them to at least... Suffer a little bit and try to figure it out. You owe me a dollar, Valerie. <laughs> Told you get that. Y'all didn't know who that was. Kim knew. What does that say? What does that say? What does that say <laughs> what does that, say that, that Kim knows who that is? Ah, uh, uh, what does that say? And Lisa knows who that is. Dad, I don't know if I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> That Kim and Lisa know who this comedian is. That means that they must be listening to this guy all the time. What? No, he, no, no. Let, let me let me clean it up for Kim and I. Country Wayne is is in the. I ain't gonna answer yet. God dog. Oh, I thought you said Kim got it. Yeah, but I, I was gonna call it out, but now you just called it out. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Bye-bye. Well, she just told you that's Country Wayne, but go ahead and explain. 
Tim and I know who that is because he, he, he's in the media so much with so much drama and going from this girlfriend and all them kids and baby But that's mama. what I'm saying. How do y'all know about all that? I don't know about all that. I mean, how y'all all on the media? What, 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 what are y'all listening to instead of uh, Jerome? We're studying prospects. So we have, to, we have to study prospects through social media. And because we study prospects, he comes up on the timeline and all his foolishness. Huh? I study prospects. He don't come up on my timeline. <laughs> huh? Mm, okay. He stays on the Facebook feed. I got you. Okay. Well, appreciate that, ma'am. Uh, but uh, uh, Miss Kim got that. So now we, what points are we at? Uh, let me see. That means that uh, Kim's at five points and uh, Mia's at five points and Kenny is at five points. So, all right. So we'll do Friday be ten points so y'all can jump and get, get everything popping and get it moving fast. But, um all right, so y'all go back and listen to the replay of the replay uh, of Miss Horsley today and uh, take notes and make sure that you apply the information, folks. you gotta, you got to apply it. If you don't apply it, it's just a waste of time. It really is. you got you got to apply the stuff. If not, you just you just a waste, all right? So. Hey, Mr. can I say something real quick before you end the call? Uh-huh. You sure? Go ahead. One one of the most important points I got from that call, um, and I can't believe that call is that old, but people's goals and de- and desires change. Um, just because they purchase from you this month does not mean in ninety days they're going to purchase purchase from you again because their goals change or they meet their goals. Um, that's why it's so vitally important to keep in contact with your customers um, and establish relationships with your customers because we all have pain points. They change um, from sometimes, you know, quarter to quarter, sometimes month to month, every 90 days. They change. So um, I I appreciate you finding that old call because I'm definitely going back um, to take some notes because, you know, people's goals change. And just because, like I said, they purchased from you today doesn't mean they're going to keep purchasing from you next month or the following month, even though we, that's what we want them to do. But in order for us to get them to do that, we got we to gotta stay in relation with them, just like we stay in relationship with our teammates. Uh, thank you for allowing me to share. All right, ma'am. Thank you. All right, folks, we out of here. I'm going to play this song here because I'm still dreaming, man. I'm still dreaming. So I'm going to play this song here, so hope y'all still dreaming.
make it so cold that you gotta pull your mink out Or grab your roller skates and turn a roller rink out You not back up in the club, in the club trying to mink out Meanwhile, she out doing the same thing now Nightmares from your dream gal, make you scream out Some dreams come true. Dreaming. 